Episode 11 of the Shark Bites Podcast, a Throwdown Thursday production. I am your host, Patsy the Angry Nerd, and today is the day that we discuss what we think is going to happen in Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. And I am not alone, as has been the case for the past five or six, however many of these shows, I think five, this is number six, uh, as has been the case for these uh, past several shows, uh, I will be joined by several guests. So first, I want to introduce, uh, you can either add the the or not the the, but it's the Rev of the Evil Streaks and the Negans. Rev, how you doing tonight, buddy? How you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. Glad you're uh, able to join me today. No uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, of course. Uh, you just recently had yourself a, uh, a nice marathon of Star Wars films. <laughs> yes. All of them. All 22 and a half hours, baby. Nice. Uh, and we are, of course, also joined by Bob from the uh, Bob Mendel from uh, On Your Deathbed. And, of course, one of the greatest montage scenes ever in cinematic history. Uh, from It came from the 508 Studios, The Box. Bob, how you doing tonight? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. This is something that we talked about uh, back in early November. We talked about having you on to talk Star Wars. Yeah, at the dead of autumn. That yep. was a great, great time. And, uh, yeah, we got to actually meet in person. Which is always pretty good. Stoked, pretty stoked to talk some uh, some nerd stuff. Excellent. <laughs> That's all I do, so I'm excited for that. And our final guest is Anthony T. of Anthony T.'s Horror Show. Anthony, how are you doing tonight, buddy? Doing very good. Awesome. I'm uh, glad you are able to join us as well. Um, for those of you who are uh, listening after the fact, I've adjusted Anthony's uh, Anthony's microphone because he is very loud on our end. I don't know what the settings are on. on... It's probably something I did, but uh, as long as uh, Anthony's getting his point across, that's all that I care about. I can be loud, so <laughs> just listen to my podcast. Hey, where can we find your podcast, uh, just for those who are On the Dark there. Discussions Network. Excellent. And uh, we actually had uh, Phil from Dark Discussions last week, and next week, uh, Mike. So three three weeks in a row, we got some Dark Discussions folks. So let's just get right into this. Episode 9, Rise of Skywalker, comes out in two days. So the first question I, I have to ask is... Uh, Rev, when are you seeing it? When and where? I'm seeing it uh, Friday, I think, at 4 o'clock. Local AMC, because I wanted to. I, I, for the last two, I bought tickets open at night for, like, Jordan's, where you can't buy reserved seats. So I literally stood in line for, like, four to six hours to get seats. So I was like, not again. I, I'm buying seats. I'm relaxed. I'll, they're not good seats, and I'll see it again a second time afterwards, I guess. Bob, how about you? Uh, I'm seeing it Thursday night at 6 o'clock in Dartmouth. They, I uh, actually got the night they went on sale. It was the first time I actually used the AMC app and, and ah. was in a waiting room. It's like I used, I, I have the A-list. But mm-hmm. I, I, 
almost every week. And uh, the first time it actually, like, a little waiting room where person walking, getting in line. What the hell is this? So, but yeah, I was, I was at the, I was at a ghost concert, getting my Star Wars at the same time. Nice. Uh, Anthony, what about you? Uh, day after Christmas, because my schedule tends to be hectic this time of year. Ooh. Yeah, and it really falls, like, really on about a week. It's understandable. Well, I hope you can uh, keep away from social media and the spoilers. Oh, I'm going to try to. Uh, I am uh, I am seeing it Thursday night at 10 at the uh, AMC in Framingham because uh, Ashes and I also have uh, the A-list. And we were also in the waiting room uh, with <laughs> probably with you, Bob. And we were trying. The, the earliest we could get uh, two seats together was that 10 o'clock show. And my favorite thing is that it's in the dine-in theater, which I love because um, one of the things that I really like about this AMC is the themed cocktails that they have whenever a big movie comes out. And uh, Rev, you said you're going to AMC, and Bob, you said you are as well. Have you gotten a chance to see what the uh, themed cocktails are? No, I haven't. I haven't noticed. They haven't sent me the like promo. So I I went on the site to look it up. Um, there is the Cantina cocktail, which is, uh, the regulars at this spaceport may be a little rough, but they have the best drinks in the star system mixed with crystal head vodka, blue curacao. I never remember how to pronounce that. Shamboard. I don't know what the hell that is. And house made lemonade. And that's one. The other well, is the that one's got a little crossover crystal head vodka, which is the Yeah. Actually, uh, I got that as a wedding gift, Crystal Head Vodka. Uh, The other drink is the Bounty Hunter. Collecting fugitive aliens across a galaxy is thirsty work, but someone's got to do it. Mixed with Patron Silver Tequila, Lime Juice, Grenadine, a splash of bitters, and Sprite. What does that look like? Like, It's red. red? No, it's red? It's just red. With a a blue light-up swizzle stick. If it's pure red, they didn't like name it like this something. Like I feel they, feel they, they kind of missed the opportunity. They did that for uh, Force Awakens. They had the the light side and the dark side drinks. Uh, yeah, and then Last Jedi, they did. I forget what the hell they did. I blocked a lot of that out of my memory. But um, it for the drinks. That was it for those those two themed yeah, drinks. They really did, yeah. Telling me they they missed the boat with trying to get like a blue milk type drink and a green milk type drink. See, they have that in uh, in Disney. Yeah, I know, but why didn't AMC do it? I I don't think AMC is quite as fancy. <laughs> I don't think anyone's gonna buy. Oh, let me buy that milky blue beverage, please. I'm telling you, you know, people have gone to Galaxy's Edge and they're drinking the shit out of that. But oh. does it go with popcorn or like milk duds? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, oh, what's what's good with this salty popcorn? How about some milk? <laughs> All right, so the first thing I want to discuss is, is something I actually uh, I, I talked about a while ago. I forget if it was in an article I wrote or uh, something that, uh, you know, maybe a podcast or something. Do we think that, you know, because we see the, the destroyed remnants of the second Death Star, 
do we think this planet that they're going to be on is Endor? And if so, what is left of the Ewoks? Anthony, I'm going to start with you. I would love for it to go back to Endor because we haven't seen the Ewoks yet in this round of films. It's like we literally have had no mention of them in either of the first two films. So it'd be interesting to see if they show up in this film. Bob, how about you? Um, I, I do think it's Endor because I personally, I don't know. I don't remember seeing any other planets that close to where the destruction happened. So, like, you would think it would go probably the closest planet nearby. And so I think that would be Endor. And uh, I, I, I have heard rumors, and these aren't, like, rumors that I can uh, put any weight behind, but uh, I've heard rumors that there are supposed to be Ewoks in this. Um, in one of the trailers, there's something that kind of looks like it could be some kind of a hairy species. I don't know if you saw that trailer with, like... Chewbacca. But that looks like some like real skinny looking like like hairy type being. That sounds more like Chewbacca. (laughs) Chewbacca had like like a tummy tuck or something. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't remember Ewoks being on the skinny side. I feel like they're little chunky monkeys. (laughs) But I also have heard that Endor supposedly had a lot of like water on the planet and. That's why I think that that might be the backside of the of the part of the the planet that we didn't see. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's Endor, and I do think we will see some Ewoks in some form. Rev, uh, I don't necessarily know if it's Endor. It would make sense for it to be Endor, of course. Um, but I mean, it just seems. It's a weird scenario. I mean, first of all, the moon is covered in a forest. So, like, the actual planet is therefore, like, really, like, water-based. Like, it's a weird change, you know? Um, but, oh, secondly, I, I despise Ewoks. <laughs> There's no Ewoks. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it, if they show up, I'm hoping it is so minimal um, and barely used. But, it, the whole scenario is weird because also um, Death Star 2 like seriously blew up and I think it's a bit of a, a retcon to have like oh there's chunks of it now on 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 the planet you know like for them to even see so yeah I'm I'm with you on that there shouldn't be like big chunks uh, I mean it all depends on how well the superstructure was put together when it exploded like what the kind of like for lack of a better term, the fault lines would be. But I have been of the opinion uh, since I saw the trailer when it first came out during uh, Comic-Con. What was that, like February or whatever? Um, I was of the opinion that, you know, because I, I, I base a lot of my opinions in science, that if something that is too... It, I wrote a whole article about this, and I got into the math and the science and everything behind it. But uh, Endor should have been absolutely decimated by this falling debris, like crashing into the ground. Think the opening of Armageddon when the small meteors are coming through and just like getting through the atmosphere, smashing buildings and wrecking stuff. Um, Especially if it landed in the water, 
Because, you know, at the end of, was it Deep Impact? That's the one where the comet hits the water and you have the huge tidal wave. So I think if there are Ewoks, there's maybe a couple left. But I have seen seen some behind-the-scenes stuff, and it's heavily implied that Warwick Davis is coming back to reprise his role as Wicket. So... What's the, what's the Ewok lifespan? He's got to be ancient at that point, then. Well, uh, this is, what, 30 years later? He was 11 when he played Wicket, and Wicket seemed to be a juvenile. I mean, he wasn't like one of them little puppet things, but... Yeah, yeah he, he definitely seemed like a child. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's true. I just, uh, I mean, the Ewoks aren't the brightest of creatures in many ways. I feel like there's plenty of things that could have killed them in this time. Oh yeah, I mean they're not. I well, mean, they did on some ATSTs. So yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say they did. They did have a pretty good uh, track record when it comes to operating technology that they've never really like used That's before. True. Like, oh, let me mm. just hop on this speeder bike and zip around like I'm a pro. Yeah. Look at me, I'm <laughs> motocross. Uh, so. Let's get to a, a, an interesting question uh, that's been kind of bugging everybody since episode seven. I heard that we are going to find a more definitive backstory on Ray's lineage. Um, that's something that J.J. Abrams kind of teased a little bit. So, in your opinion, where is Ray from? So. Bob, I'm going to start with you on this. Oh, of course. You have to put me for... Oh, man. Uh, I honestly still think she is a twin of Ray. She is a twin of of Kylo in some way. Okay. Maybe separated at birth, like Luke and Leia. Like, I really think there's more of a connection between the two of them than what they're leading on now, other than they're just being Force-sensitive. Like, I really think they may have family lineage together. And I think she is also Leia, and and maybe not Hans, but I, I mean it's it's got to be Hans because if 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 Kylo is both of this, he's got to be the, the the sister of the two of, the, of him. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's and, my personal opinion. Because Leia, when she saw her in Force Awakens, didn't look at her like someone like she didn't know who she was. You know what I mean? It, it was almost like she felt something for her even not knowing exactly who she was anyway. You know what I mean? The first time that Leia ever saw her was when they came back after Han's death, and she goes over, blows past Chewbacca, like, fuck you, Chewie, you didn't didn't get a medal, you're not getting a hug. Goes right to Rey. Goes right to Rey and hugs her. Like, they'd never met before. It's like, how do you know who this is? And everybody everybody seemed to know her, like, Kylo's like, what girl? What are you talking about? What girl helped the droid steal the Millennium Falcon? You know, and they all seemed like they knew her. Right. And that's why I think Kylo was like, yep, no, your parents are nobody. Because he didn't want her to have his his spotlight. You know what I mean? He didn't want her to feel like she was actually more special than she actually was. I mean, she already was gaining her her powers quicker than him. Whooping his ass. What's that? And whooping his ass. Oh, yeah. Honestly, like... (laughs) I mean, people bring up the whole Mary Sue bull- bullshit, but it's like maybe she's just more strong with the Force than him. Maybe she got the family genes better than he did. I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anthony, how about you, bud? What do you think? I, re- I really think 
that some in some way Ray is connected to Han Solo. If you watch The Force Awakens, you had some really good scenes with Ray and Han Solo that looked like a father-daughter type of relationship. Yeah, that's pretty much. And plus, he, she knew how to run the Millennium Falcon without anybody telling her so. Yeah, there is there is also a precedent for that in the uh, now non-canon uh, expanded universe or legends, whatever the hell they're calling it at this point. Uh, Leia and Han had three kids. Two of them were twins. There was Jason and Jaina. And Jason, which was spelled J-A-C-E-N, uh, he ended up becoming Darth Cadus, killed Mara Jade, and then had to be killed by his sister because he went to the dark side. And then their third kid, Anakin Solo, which I thought was... Uh, That's a bad choice. Yeah, well, especially after he <laughs> kind of was responsible for Chewbacca dying. But that, oh, nice. I mean, it's not nice. really like, you know, yeah. it was it was one of those, we have to evacuate this planet because there's, you know, a moon about to crash into it. <laughs> a moon crashes to kill Chewbacca? Like, yeah. Like and Han's like, go back and get him. And he's like... <laughs> We can't. Like, we'll all die. Like, we can get away. Like, a building fell on him. Like, oh, he's dead. And he, like, comes up out of the rubble, like, all beat to hell. But he's just like, I'm fucking Chewbacca. At least uh, he went out like a boss. Oh, yeah. Like, he yeah. had to get crushed by a moon. He didn't get... freaking planet. He didn't get, like, you know, accidentally dinged by a blind man and his jetpack malfunctioned. Oh. <laughs> I know. I, I... That's hard. Uh, all right, Rev, your your thoughts on this? Uh, I, I mean, there's, there's, I don't know because I go, I think about this constantly. Um, in a, does it really matter? Does it not matter? I feel like everybody wants a good answer. Like they want, she is like Jedi lineage and is like destined to take over, or you know, she she came from somewhere destiny, whereas. It's quite possible that maybe she did it. Maybe she is just a you know orphan, you know, just rising up the world and happens to be super Jedi. It's but a, yeah. I personally, I personally have been like, I want it to be somehow Obi Wan related. Like after he's been like Tatooine, he's like, I'm not a Jedi anymore. I can finally start having relations. Like. It's quite possible that he fathered a child and then had to, you know, run off and, you know, catch up with Luke again or something. I mean, but I can I can kind of see that because, I mean, if you look at it, what one thing sets Rey apart from everyone else and ha- if that's like the one thing she has in common with Obi-Wan Kenobi, her British accent. No one else has... <laughs> Nobody else has a British accent. Just those two. See, see, it's meant to be. It's perfect. But I mean, I feel like there's, there's, they made the connection between her and Han in the first movie, um, and the, the her reacting to Luke's lightsaber, of course. Like, there's very much a like. It feels like there's Skywalker ness in her somehow, yeah. and. You know, I don't know how, I don't know what, 
It better not be Luke. I'll be very angry if things somehow. Oh, Luke had a child. We forgot. Yeah, but, I, unless they're introducing Mara Jade somehow, which no. <laughs> I won't let that happen. How I... about this for a twist? Okay, go. She's uh, her father is Palpatine. See, that's what I was I was gonna kind of touch on because my theory is, uh, what did we see in the 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 cave of wonders on uh, on Luke's planet there? Um, uh, Octo, yes. Um, I all I could think of was like the actual name Skellig Michael. Like that was like <laughs> that's the actual name of where they they filmed the in Ireland. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I, I was like, that's not right. Um, yeah. When I like that was the idea, I think that that that's quite feasible because then you get his his child bringing goodness to the to the like if he's the one that saves everything, then it's like the inverse of the original trilogy of like the you know the the bad guy child. I don't I don't think it's necessarily his child. I think it's one of many clone bodies because if you. You you see the uh, the in the trailer you see Evil Ray with the slide the the flip out um, lightsaber like the switchblade uh, yeah, yeah. double ended lightsaber, <clears throat> but the scene in the cave <clears throat> where she says show me my parents and she just sees a row oh. like just a whole row of her and here's the thing that really tips me off that makes me think she's a clone because this isn't a reflection. She snaps her finger, and the, like there's a delay between each one of them snapping their fingers. It's not instantaneous like in a mirror. There's a slight delay, almost like a domino effect all the way up. So it's like maybe there was a whole bunch of them. This was a rejected clone or maybe a clone that got taken away by Luke the way the Jedi used to come in and take children that they knew were Force-sensitive. That's not bad. I, I, I like that. That works. I can see that. Now, I guess. Go ahead, Anthony. I can see that as well. But the other thing I also think of, who also might be a clone, is Finn. Because remember when we were introduced to Finn, he has this weird name before yeah. given the name Finn. Yeah, FN two one eight seven. FN blah 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 blah. Two one eight seven. Yeah, I think that's just his his uh, stormtrooper designation. Um, because yeah, the kid, they're they're raising children now to be in, in the imperial bull. Yeah, they're t- the, like, it's very sword. similar to how like you know uh, in a lot of countries like the, you know the these war torn countries that have like dictators, they will go in, take all the children in a village. And then just raise them to be child soldiers, and they just indoctrinate them from the time that they can walk up until, you know, they're dead. Um, I will point out one thing that I thought was interesting, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if Finn turns out to be Force-sensitive in some way. Because when you rewatch Force Awakens, the scene where uh, Snoke is talking to Kylo Ren, and he says, there has been an awakening, have you felt it? Ray hasn't done anything yet. The only thing that's happened so far is we've seen Finn go against his programming and not kill anyone and then, you know, free Poe Dameron. And, you know, Kylo kind of looked at him in the village while he was holding the blaster bolt in place and, like, 
you can't tell if he made eye contact. They're both wearing helmets. But, like, he knew instantly. He's like, oh, someone helped the prisoner escape. He's like, FN2187. Like, he knew right away who it was. So I, yeah, I wouldn't... I don't know about that theory. I mean, I, I, I just think they would have done something more with him already if that was the case. Well, I mean, they can't, they can't always tell. Yeah. I, I mean... Not to not to jump ahead, but I mean, I also do, I don't think that I, I I have a theory that Finn's not making it out of this next movie alive. Oh, though so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get to that. That's uh, that's definitely a topic I, of discussion. That's I, what I thought. So I was like, you know, agree with that. I don't think he's for Um Question for you guys: Are you guys caught up on the Mandalorian? Yes. I've, yes. I haven't watched a single one yet. I'm saving it. I okay. gotta binge it. I gotta save my money. Because <laughs> all right, so this isn't a spoiler at all because I'm not oh, going to okay. discuss any plot points. But this is something I've been asking on the last couple of shows, um, because we were told that you know this is canonical and it will have something to do with the rise of Skywalker. We are getting an episode on Wednesday of this week, so the day before the movie drops, as opposed oh. to the usual Friday. Yeah. Now I have two two options on this uh, and if you guys think of it's uh, another please you know let me know but one is whatever happens in this upcoming episode will tie directly into the the new movie or they wanted to release it on a Wednesday so that people could see the movie Thursday and Friday multiple times and not have to worry about seeing the Mandalorian I, I think you might be right with part two. <laughs> yeah, I think they're dropping it on Wednesday so they don't compete on Friday with the new Star Wars film. I, 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 the timeline just wouldn't make sense. It would be so weird to have something Mandalorian-based reference the third movie of this trilogy. Because Mandalorian's between Jedi and Force Awakens, right? Correct. Yeah, almost, it's... Almost immediately after Jedi. It's like five, yeah. six years yeah, exactly. So it, I mean, unless unless in the Force Awakens or not the Force Awakens in Rise of Skywalker, we get older baby Yoda like in an appearance that he's like teenage or adult Yoda. That would be it. All right, there's there's something I have to point out about this, and again, this is not a spoiler for the Mandalore. You already know about baby Yoda, and for me, that was the one thing that, like, blew my fucking mind when I saw it. To be honest, it's like, like Tim... Oh, sorry. (laughs) Anything else in this series really hasn't been that, that, like, like surprising. So, I mean, the storyline's the storyline, but Mm -hmm. nothing really has gone on that's really anything that's, like, you know, I would worry about spoilers, except for the Baby Yoda thing, really. Well, there is the the end of... uh, there is the end of that one episode in the Yeah, but nobody knows really what that is. Well, it's okay. it's one of two things and if yeah. you pay attention, you know <laughs> what it is. Uh Anthony, what were you going to say? Yeah, well, there's been a ton of baby Yoda memes, so Yeah, yeah it's, it's hard. It's pretty much to... all in the open now. So, here's my here's my thing. And again, this isn't this isn't a spoiler. So, we find out that the the baby Yoda I call him Yiddle because he's little in Yoda species so Yiddle. But that's too much like female Yoda. That's Yaddle. Yeah, I, yeah, that's why <laughs> Yiddle and Yaddle is too similar for my brain to be able to comprehend. It's either that or Yodel, and I'm not going with Yodel. Yodel, oh. Yodel sounds delicious. <laughs> or maybe he's he's Yoda, he's Yoda and a toddler, so he's a he's a yodler. 
So he's he's 50 years old. He's 50 years old, which would put him right around the same age had he survived of one Anakin Skywalker. Now, as we know, Anakin was supposedly the chosen one to bring balance to the Force. However, there's a line in Episode 8 that Snoke says that kind of... uh, He was referring to Kylo and and Rey, but the line is, Darkness rises and light to meet it. So what if... And this is just me spitballing here. Darth Plagueis or the Midichlorians, whatever, formed together to create this immaculate conception of Anakin Skywalker who becomes the Dark Lord of the Sith and does all these terrible things. But there has to be a light side equivalent. And everything we've seen of Yoda's species, between Yoda himself, Yaddle, and even in the non-canon stuff... Every single one of them was a light side, super powerful light side user. Interesting. So you're saying that the so the Force created Anakin, and Anakin was always the dark one, and therefore created the baby Yoda as the good one. Correct. See, every time you you see a, a battle or or anything that happens, and I, it sucks that it feels like it's lazy writing. But whatever happens is the will of the Force. And what I, I, the reason I bring this up is you see things that happen that you're like, how did this happen? A lot of people bring up, well, I have the high ground. Well, Darth Maul had the high ground against you. But it was the will of the Force that you won that fight. Because Anakin, way more powerful than Obi-Wan. There's no reason Obi-Wan should have even had a shot in this fight. Because... Anakin was just naturally stronger, more powerful. He was a better swordsman. You know, Obi-Wan was no slouch. He was good, but he was not in the same league as as Anakin Skywalker when it comes to, you know, sheer power. But it was the will of the Force, and things had to play out a certain way to get to this point. That's just uh, my two cents on that. So now I've been, I've been rattling off a lot of stuff. Um... I know you guys have a couple of things you want to talk about. Anthony, I'll start with you. Uh, do you have any any thoughts or predictions uh, outside of the stuff that I've talked about so far? Uh, not really. But I really do think we may get a major character death or two here. All right. So why don't we why don't we discuss uh, that part? Because I mean, I really don't have any timeline for like what you know when we're going to discuss this. And I, Rev, I know you have something. But uh, Anthony, since you brought it up. Uh, who do you think we're going to lose in this in this series or series finale? Kylo Ren definitely. General Hux definitely. I have a theory he's probably going to get killed by Kylo. I would not be surprised if they killed off Lando here, just to bring up the shock value. And I wonder what they're going to do. With Princess Leia too. Mm. Yeah, I think I've been worried about that. I, I think they dropped the ball big time when 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 that ship got blasted. She went into space. They didn't need to do the bring her back ship stuff. I, I get they had a ton of footage that they still shot and all that, but there was a way to to and it really you know give her character a, a death that was pretty epic. You know what I mean? And then they bring her back, and then it's like, what are they going to do now? I, mean, I know yeah. they got a bunch of footage 
from that they had before, and they say they pieced together something great, which is great. Which I don't want to spoil anything, but I've heard something about her being the one that actually helped finish the training that Lei Leia was getting. I'm, I'm sorry, that Ray was getting from from Luke. So the scenes that you see her running through the forest and with the training droid. It's actually Leia that's actually helping her finish the training, what I've heard. It would make uh, sense. It would, it would mm. make a lot of sense. So I, I hope they do a little bit more than just that with her, but yeah. still don't try to force it. You know what I mean? Yeah, don't force I, it. I've always felt that The Force Awakens is very, like, it was like a Han... Like they, I feel like they take the characters from the original trilogy and each one is getting a movie. Like, the Force Awakens was like a Han Solo movie. Yeah. And then, like, Last Jedi was like a Luke movie. And Supposedly, I like that movie was supposed to be her movie, too. Leia's movie, I heard. Ah, see, I was thinking, like, the third movie was like, this is going to be Leia's movie. And then that was the, oh, okay, now it's going to have to be. I, I actually did hear that Leia was actually supposed to be the one taking over this, like, the main driving force of this movie. Yeah, exactly. Her passing ended up changing all of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That, that was J.J. Abrams' vision in the beginning. You know what I mean? So when Ryan Ryan Johnson came in, he kind of totally negated that. From what I heard, he, he almost scrapped the whole script. Yeah, he, he didn't even read the opening script. They're like, what are you going to do with Phasma? He's like, who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a crime what they did to Phasma. Killing off killing off the way they did. I don't, I don't believe I don't think I don't, completely. Yeah, I don't, like Rev said, I don't <laughs> I think they'll bring her back. I hope so. And I, I hope I think she'll get a fitting final death. You know what I mean? Like I, I I've listened to some other podcasts about about the Phasma thing, and and I agree she they didn't really do her arc very well. But I think they were trying to like not do the typical arcs with that movie. You know what yeah. I mean? So they threw away all conventional ideas of the, the hero's journey with the second movie because I think that's what Ryan Johnson wanted to do. But J.J. Abrams most likely will bring it back in the hero's journey a little bit more, you know, stereotypical, you know? Yeah, the monomyth. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I think it's coming back, like Rev said, and, uh, you know, she'll get a fitting end, really, because that was kind of kind of bogus in my opinion. The thing that the just to kind of touch on that before you know we we continue in the the, the vein of who are we going to lose, uh, the thing that I always said is there was no reason for the Admiral Holdo character. If somebody was going to sacrifice themselves at the end, it should have been a grievously injured Admiral Akbar because he went out like a fucking chump. That was yeah. some bullshit. Well, that's how Leia mm. out though. That's the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah, except she was hanging out in space for two minutes and right. Right. Just the fucking yeah. science of that pissed me off. The Akbar death really provided some shock value to the last Jedi. Yeah, but see, you had Leia in the same room. You have them both blown out into space unceremoniously. Like, I think that, you yeah, know, well, you could have saved that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't want to talk about that one anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, Rev, you you I know you were uh, you're chomping at the bit to talk about this. Um, what do you think? I, I believe I I feel like Finn. I feel like there's a very good chance that Finn might die, but I don't necessarily believe it because I also think that there's um, desire to maybe keep these care, core char- characters together, like Ray, Poe, and Finn might you know make it and get a happy ending for them. 
Um, but if one of if one of the main ones have to die, it's gonna be Finn's like story is kind of you know started from bad, became good, and it's just it seems like he's somewhat over that now, you know. Um, as for everyone else. I don't want Kylo to die, but um, there's a very good chance. I think it's going to be a similar Darth Vader scenario of, like, he's going to be good at the last second and then, you know, fall into the mind chapter. <laughs> Most likely. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think he's going to, Kylo's going to get a, uh, a you know, hero's ending. You know what I mean? yeah. like he's he's going to turn good. He's going to help, help Ray in some way. Maybe take down whatever we think the Emperor thinks is going to be. You know what I mean? I, I think I think you're right with that. Yeah. See, I think uh, to me right now, like the biggest gut punch, if we were to lose a character, the biggest gut punch to me would be Chewbacca. That would be the biggest loss for me. Because it's like we know Leia, you know. Through it all. The entire thing, he has been alive. <laughs> um,. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would definitely say having losing Chewbacca would would hurt, you know, because I remember going into um, going into Force Awakens because the uh, the scene where um, Ray is crying over this prone body, I thought it was Chewbacca because it looked like there was you know fur and stuff, you know, it just happened to be vegetation and stuff around around Finn's you know paralyzed body. But I I told her I said if we lose Han. Or Chewbacca in this film, I will openly weep in the theater like a six-year-old child. I don't care, and I did. I did. I I stuck to my word. Um, I'm gonna write something down before I forget it. But, crying like a child. No, no, it's a it's a it's a point that I wanted to make that I didn't put in my original notes. Um, but yeah, I think we're uh, like I don't care if we lose Lando. Partly because he hasn't been around, like we don't I really. Like, I feel like reintroducing Lando just to kill him off is such a jerk move. Yeah, but I mean, like, they did it with all the other characters, though. So what's the, what, what does it matter? Yeah, like I don't, I don't care if. Part of this is because I had a, a very unpleasant experience with Billy D. Williams, uh, and <laughs> so if he doesn't make it through, I won't be heartbroken. But you know, obviously the the character is fantastic. So, I mean, yeah. nobody. Until I saw Donald Glover, I was going to say nobody else could be Lando, but yeah. Donald Glover's pretty great. Donald Glover comes back as Lando Force Ghost. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, just just as an aside, he definitely fucked that robot. I'm just saying. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really awesome. um, Hey, Billy D came out and said he don't care. He'll do anything. That's true. That's true. I'm going to put my photon torpedoes in your thermal exhaust port. Um, I think we're going to we're going to lose a significant amount of characters. Um, I think there's going to because this is the end of a nonology. This is the Skywalker saga. Um, We're going to lose a ton of people. And if we do, we do like I'm I'm kind of preparing for it. I'm preparing for it the way I prepared for Avengers Endgame. I was like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to die, and this guy's going to die. Like, whoever, you know, if they die, they die. You know, it's Rocky IV. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think what we're going to end up seeing is kind of we're going to get some closure, but there's going to be, like, some sort of ending where it's like, 
you know, Ray finally decides who who she is, and you know she's gonna say something like, "I'm a Skywalker," but like. There is a I forget if it's in the Legends universe, the non-canon. Um, there is a term for Jedi that isn't Jedi, and it's Skywalker. Like that's is what this, they called them. See, this is what I've been arguing the entire time. Is I bet you at the end of this movie there are no more Jedi's or Sith, and it's Skywalker. They're Force users who use the the either the light or the dark side. They're just because there's no name for what like Ahsoka Tano who is no longer affiliated with the Jedi Order, and she's not a Sith. Yeah. Because, you know, I talked about this during my um, during my prequel uh, episodes. The things that forced Anakin to the dark side is the rigorous rules and regulations of the Jedi Order. You take a kid who, you know, they already said he's too old, and his first real assignment, if you watch from Attack of the Clones on... He's 19 now. He's had no op- no opportunity for peer bonding because as a child, he was a slave. And then through his formative years, as he's going through puberty, he's told no attachments, no relationships. You can't love anyone. You can't like anyone. You, you know, there's only the force. That's it. You're training. And then who's the first person he runs into as, you know, a Jedi Padawan? He runs into fucking Padme, the only person with whom he's ever had a real bond. And so he's 19. She's 24. He's got all kinds of hormones. And, and you know, he doesn't know what to do about this because he hasn't had a chance to have real social interaction with other people his age because he's, he's training as a Padawan, but everybody's 10 years younger than he is. So he's the tallest kid in his class, but he's not the, you know... He doesn't have anyone his own age to kind of, like, talk to and share, like, hey, I have hair where there wasn't hair anymore. What do I do about this? And it's like, don't worry. It's just the Force, you know? Like, and That's the Force. The Force is <laughs> The Force is strong in my pants. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Master Obi-Wan, my lightsaber is extended. Oh. <laughs> But you know he's got he's got to go through all this shit with no parents. He's not able to see his mother, so like there's some fucking issues there. You know well, he's got I, all these. I, but all Padawans don't get to like right relations when you connect to the temple. Right, but they are generally taken away as infants. Yeah. They don't have a chance to have ten years with their mother. No, you're right. You're right. So he's had this unique experience. Like all of a sudden, like. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to act? I don't know. Like, oh, and here's this beautiful woman that you've thought of every single night and dreamt of every time you sleep for the past decade. Go protect her, but don't get attached to her. Yeah. Like, it's totally... So if you take away the Jedi teachings and the trainings and the, the all, all the, the, the rules and regulation and you just have Skywalkers, you know... Yeah. That's I, my I, thought. I thoroughly agree. If, if there's anything I've learned from watching like a bazillion episodes of Clone Wars to reading anything involving the time of the Jedi is that their rules and regulations and everything they do is not necessarily the correct way to do things. They think it is. And I, I actually just watched a video about how their laziness because of their regulations and regularity on things, 
uh, is part of how like Palpatine was able to just exist without them being able to figure out there's a freaking Sith Lord next to us. Because like, they they get into regulations, and I I I'm 100. I think it's going to be a no more Jedi. Skywalkers, everybody gets support. Yeah, because Sidious wasn't exactly like hiding. Like that motherfucker had like all kinds of Sith artifacts just like sitting out in his office, and it's like that's a interesting looking vase. Uh, where'd you get that? Oh, it's Greek. It's a yeah. Greek Greek vase. Definitely not Sith. I I <laughs> I wasn't gonna say Sith. Well, it's, it's Egyptian. <laughs> it's Egyptian. Yeah, it's 19th century Etruscan. <laughs> Well, that, that Skywalker theory kind of makes sense because they were talking about doing that whole another trilogy about Jedi, young Jedi, with Ryan Johnson before, before the you know the backlash of Rise of uh, Last Jedi came out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they kind of said they were abandoning that, but it would make sense if they kept going with the same idea of doing that. Now they're saying they do want to work with, and uh, you know, so the the Skywalker thing would actually make sense. Call them Skywalkers after the fact, you know, kind of kept going with the young kids that they showed at the end of last year. You know yep. I mean? mm-hmm. And not so. to mention that this goes with the trilogy setup of the third one is Return of the Sith, the third one is uh, Return of the Jedi, and then this would be Rise of Skywalker. So it's always like the third in the trilogy seems yep. to be a group of things. Yeah. Now I have a, I have a I have a question, and I. Never thought of this until I did the uh, the episode where we, because uh, this kind of ties into what we're talking about. Until we did the original trilogy episode, I never really thought about it. Do you think the title "Return of the Jedi" was talking about Luke training a new generation of Force users, or the uh, Darth Vader's redemption coming back from the light, the return of the Jedi? Because Jedi could be singular or plural, like you know, Moose. Um, I, I think then they were just thinking about the fact that Luke was coming back as the Jedi. You know what I mean? Like he he kind of got bested by his father on, on Bespin. He went, constructed his own lightsaber, finished his training, kind of pretty much on his own. Really, what did Yoda do when he went back to Dagobah? Nothing. You know what I mean? So he pretty much finished his training kind of on his own, and he was earning of the Jedi to basically confronts his father finally, you know? That's yeah. my... That's... Yeah. Get the door, it's Domino's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's my same opinion as well. So... Uh, I, I feel that it's, it's... it's. I think it's it's Luke, it's the return, because he gets called the last Jedi in, in that, and it's the... He is the, the one to, to bring it back, you know? Well, technically, in the Last Jedi, he says he's not the Last Jedi. He actually said those words. Well, in Return of the Jedi, he gets called the Last Jedi. But yes, you're right. In the Last Jedi, the movie, he it then is. says that he is not. But yeah, so, it, it, so, praise the Jedi. <laughs> is it my turn to come up, with, try to talk about something? Because I got an idea. I got yeah, please, idea. please. Oh, go I want for all it. of your opinion on. What do we think? That the Ray scene with the flippy red lightsaber is a dream sequence, or do we think that's some kind of, you know, her turning and then coming back? Like, I don't think that's what it is. I think it's a dream sequence. I've always gone with it's a dream sequence 
yeah. and or it's the scenario of you have to face your dark side right like luke did when he saw yeah. it that's what i think I, I agree with you there yeah what about but you i like the clone idea maybe there is a, a dark gray clone that's a good possibility i didn't think of that until until you started talking about the clone situation so yeah yeah. Anthony, what do you think about that? I think it's either a dream sequence or a red herring. Designed to throw everyone off with the trailer. That would be hilarious if it's not even in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I just say, it pisses me off to no end when they have trailers with a bunch of shit that's not even in the movie. Like, Force Awakens had a ton of it. Then they used one snippet of, of one of those scenes in, in Last Jedi, the, the, the part where Luke puts his hand on, on R2 when the temple's burning. Yep. Like, that's really all they've used so far, other than the other stuff that was in the actual movie. It, it pisses me off. Same thing with, same thing with uh, Rogue One, when they had all that footage that they showed in the trailers. Like the TIE the Fighter? Most, yeah, the TIE Fighter coming up. There was more AT-AT stuff. The freaking uh, the poster itself of the of the uh, stormtroopers waiting in the water. They don't, you don't even oh, yeah. see the water hardly at all. <laughs> it's like seriously, that's your poster, and it's not even anywhere near. You know what I mean? It's because yeah. there are so many people doing what we're doing now that literally will break down the film frame by frame and go you into know what, it. Though? Guns. I'm sick of these freaking in industry people deciding that, oh, well, the internet didn't like this. They didn't like that. How many times have they actually been right with what they didn't like? Yeah, very. I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one. Sonic the friggin' head. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that. And that studio went bankrupt. What's that? That studio went bankrupt after, yeah. after fixing it. That's literally the only time I think it's ever made a movie better. You know, all this, all this. Like reshoots and all this crap I hear about. Like, I, I really think they need to stop doing that shit. Finish a movie, put the freaking movie out. You want to do reshoots? Put out another edition of it later on on Blu-ray or whatever. I'm, I'm sick and tired of expecting one thing from a trailer and be like, I can't wait to see that scene and see where it fits in, and it don't fucking fit in because they didn't fucking put it in. <laughs> I'm almost the the other way around, like of. When it comes to trailers and things, like, if you knew this movie's coming out, like, did they need to tell you anything about this movie? For you no. to go see? Exactly. I That's still go. Exactly. I'm like, I don't know why they even bothered with a trailer. It should have just been Rise of Skywalker, it ends December 20th. Because Rise Disney is... Skywalker, the Empress laugh, I'm in. Disney's yeah. obsessed with the numbers. They're like, oh, we have the highest... Like, when they re-released Endgame to surpass Avatar as the highest-grossing movie of all time, it's like, you guys fucking own Avatar! What does it matter? Not only yeah. did they release it with, with new footage, it wasn't even finished footage, I heard. Um, yeah. It was like I, I, green, green Hulk shit. Yeah, everybody <laughs> kneeling for Tony Stark after he did his thing. Oh, yeah. so, At least Endgame is a better film than Avatar. That's that's fair. That is, that is true. So I want I want to answer Bob's question because we got a little sidetracked. Um, the thing to me that makes me think that it might be a clone, that it's not just a vision, is the complexity of the lightsaber. We've never seen anything like that, and that's not something that it's like, oh, let me just imagine this up like this, 
flipping sideways, you know, into a, a double bladed weapon. It's like that's that's a little uh, that's high math for Ray. Like, yeah, no, no, I, I see where you're coming from there. Like, yeah. she definitely repaired uh, Anakin's original lightsaber. Like, because obviously it got destroyed. You know, when you can see, like, it's, you know, there are some slight, subtle variations from, like, she kept the basic design but changed it just enough to kind of make it hers. It almost looks like a combination of Luke and Yoda's sabers. Yeah, yeah. Um, But speaking of lightsabers, are we going to find out where the fuck Maz Kanata got Anakin's saber? What do you guys think? Uh, Rav, I'll start with you. Oh, great. Um, I don't think we're necessarily going to get that answer just for the fact that that seems like something that would be prime for a Marvel comic to do or a um, you know... Like a tie-in somehow. Yeah, exactly. Like the the, uh, C-3PO's Phantom Limb. You know, like... You You probably don't recognize me because of the red arm. Exactly. Like, <laughs> he had to point it out too. Yeah. Well, then, and then they were very much like, "We don't know what to do." Oh fuck! We forgot to fill that in. Here's a comic. You know, like that's fair. Or a book. You know, one of the novelizations. Yeah. Bob, how about you? Um. Well, I don't. I, I don't know. I. I, I think. Uh, I, I actually I got lost on the Phantom Limb. I'm, just... <laughs> okay, I'm still trying to hunt that down. I don't have it. <laughs> um, I, I think uh, maybe she was flying around in Bespin in a twin pod and just happened to catch it. I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? <laughs> Anthony, what about you? You got any? I I don't think we'll ever find out. <laughs> it's just. See, I think we'll find out because of JJ's ego. Because she's like, "Where'd you get this?" A good question for another time. It's like, and another movie. <laughs> one of these tie-in five years. Maybe, <laughs> maybe uh, the Obi Wan TV series. We find out. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so, the next question I have, and you know, uh, Bob, you kind of uh, touched on it a little bit. Uh, how is Palpatine back? How are we thinking he is back? So there's. I, I want to throw out a couple of things that are from, you know, uh, comics and games and whatnot. Uh, obviously, the uh, emp- Emperor was huge into cloning. He had a lot of different uh, cloning facilities all over the place. Yep. He also had, uh, in one of the comics, and I'm I'm drawing a blank on which one. It's a Vader comic. Uh, after he died, his consciousness was also in a droid. And, like one of, and it had, like, the... Like the red Imperial Guards and like the the faceplate would kind of like show like the hologram or like a Max Headroom type thing. Um, so, uh, Bob, since you uh, mentioned it, I'll start with you. Um, how do you think he's back? Is he? Is it him? Is it you know, like what? Um, I, I think it is him. Um, I think he somehow survived. I think it. We might get some. Uh, some knowledge of the fact that he might know some of the things he was talking about that Darth Plagueis knew, like some of the the information he was trying to tell Anakin in the prequels. I think they might actually draw on that and how he might have learned how to, you know, become immortal in a way. You know what I mean? I, I think he's been been uh, 
kind of bite like he says in the in the trail he's been kind of biting his time waiting to to uh, emerge and somehow found a way to call to because in some of the trailers you see kylo actually going like to some place and and going down underground and then it looks like he's going into like almost like a like a castle or something and uh and i think palpatine's been just living there you know what i mean and uh he's put out like a a Sith distress call and uh, and somehow drew Kylo in, you know, that that's just what I think is going on. I think he's legit alive, but but maybe in the same way that Vader was alive, where he's kind of mechanical. Because in the one scene, you kind of see like over his shoulder, it looks like there's some kind of apparatus like with him. You know what I mean? So yeah, Anthony, how about you, bud? Yeah, I really think he's probably. Sort of immortal. I would not be surprised if he also came back in holograph form as well. Talking to Kylo Ren. But he probably is going to play a major role in this film. I I really think he will. Yeah, touching on the hologram thing, I don't think they're going to have him as a hologram because I'm almost positive... Luke is only coming back as a Force Ghost in this movie. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to have Force Ghost on this side, Force Ghost on this side, like Sith Ghost. Like, not to mention, I don't remember seeing any actual Sith Ghosts, just Jedi Force Ghosts. You know what I mean? So, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember seeing any in in the movies or canon any actual Not Sith in the ghosts. canon, no. Not anymore. Oh, right. So I don't think there's any force goes so far on the cis side. You know what I mean? Not saying it can't happen, but we just haven't seen it. So, Rev, what about you, bud? I've got my theory on this is that um, Kylo used to worship Vader's helmet and mask. Yep. And I feel like the Sith have an ability to attach themselves to objects. And I think that Palpatine has been talking to Kylo in Kylo's head via the mask. Because when in Force Awakens, he looks at it and he's like, Grandfather, like, talk to me. I need, like, your thing. And I think that Sidious has been using that to influence Kylo all the way along and being bits and pieces. There's people that are saying that, that he was even controlling um. Snoke uh, somehow through like Snoke's ring or something. Yeah, the black ring that was supposed to mm-hmm. supposed to be from Vader's castle on Mustafar. Exactly, and so that Palpatine has been all around Kylo in all these inanimate inanimate objects, controlling Kylo all the the manifestation of Kylo's life to the point where I think that he's going to sit like I think the way he comes back is I think he needs his actual body back or to like have his spirit put into the body. And I think that's why he sends Kylo to the remnants of the Death Star to get the remnants of his body so he can put his spirit back into it, which could be the way the Sith cheat death. It's a tale the Jedi wouldn't necessarily tell you, but I feel like it's all tied in. And then we find out that Kylo is the seventh Horcrux? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I completely buy 
saying about the about the body thing. Yeah, that's good. I have heard stories of of supposedly the resistance gets word that the first order is going to be looking for a secret weapon of Palpatine's in the remnants of the Death Star. So the body would be a weapon of em- of the emperors, so that would make sense. Like I I completely buy that theory. Yeah, there's there's definitely um there's definitely precedent in you know some of the other can you know non-canon stuff for uh, Sith putting their their essences into you know like uh, I was going to say Horcruxes holocrons. Uh, that's one way. There is uh, you know kind of to touch on what what you said, Bob. As I was writing some stuff down. I don't know how familiar you guys are with uh, Knights of the Old Republic two, but there is a character named Darth Sion. Who is like his body is completely destroyed, and you have to fight him repeatedly and kill him a bunch of times. But he keeps coming back because his hatred and the Force are all that sustain him. Like his, he's just like all kinds of fucked up, but he keeps himself alive and keeps his body held together through his hatred and his just willpower and his mastery of the Force. So I could definitely see Palpatine doing something like that, like keeping himself, you know, together. Um, So we know we're going to see Palpatine again. We know that. So, you know, kind of the opposite end of, you know, who are we going to lose? Who are we going to see that we think might be dead but might make an appearance? I know, uh, Rev, you had a little something to say uh, when we were well, uh, doing our Darth Maul's not coming back. Darth Maul's dead. <laughs> I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised. That's actually one of my predictions. To be honest with you, I think we might. I think we're going to see a couple of. I think we're going to see uh, Maul, and I think we may see Mace Windu. That's one I think what? we might see. What? No, no, no. I, 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 if they're going massive force ghosts, they will. I feel they will throw a, a mace window in there. Yeah. I'm, I am very much thinking um, we're going to see a Hayden Christensen Anakin Force Ghost talking to Kylo. Well, have you seen some of the press stuff that's been going on where, you Shut know, up. he went with uh, Ian McDiarmid to, like, visit sick kids in the hospital and, yeah. you know, he... Uh, like they made a big deal about him going down to Galaxy's Edge and building a exactly. lightsaber, and Just enough to keep it going. Yeah, I mean, it may be nothing. Like JJ is known for that type of thing, but he's also known for his viral marketing. Like if you've ever followed any of like, um, you know, Field or any of that shit, like, yeah. oh yeah, he's yeah. like the shit that he ha- hid in the ammo box in the fucking swamp, waiting for people to recover, like. That's, That's he's dedicated to this stuff, um, Anthony. Who do you think we might see from the past? Ah, oh, that's a tough one. I know we're going to see Lando. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good prediction. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Like I said, we may see the Ewoks. Oh, that would be something. Uh I wouldn't be surprised to see. Yoda again okay. pop up like he did in The Last Jedi. I believe it. 
I could. I, I think we're going to see a lot of Force Ghosts. You know, especially with that line in the trailer, like you know, a thousand generations of the Jedi live in you. So I guess my my question should kind of tilt towards. Uh, and Anthony, I'll stick with you since you've got the floor right now. Are we going to see any uh, force ghosts of characters that you know maybe we don't know what their fate is? You know, like a like an Ahsoka Tano or somebody like that. You know, another other force users that kind of come to. Uh, you know, um, and again, uh, it's making me think of Harry Potter again. And like in the fourth Harry Potter, when his parents show up and and help him fight, uh, you know, Voldemort. Are we going to see like a whole group of them like come and give their energy and like you know help fight against Palpatine? Like, I wouldn't be. I would say probably yes. How about this one, Liam Neeson? Ooh, Qui Gon. Oh, Qui Gon. That'd be a good I one. We haven't talked about him. No. If we're talking about Force Ghosts. He was the first. He's the one that figured it out. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to you gotta have him. Well, my only thing with that is, like, why would he show up to a person you don't know? And, and you'd be like, so who are you? You know what I mean? Like, well, all the knowledge is in the Force. I'm sure, I'm sure him and Obi-Wan hang out together and do Force Ghost stuff. Yeah, but yeah. he knew Obi-Wan. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to be, be like, Hey, this dude right here is one that taught me how to do this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. Qui-Gon is, is somewhat still aware of things because, like, he, he popped in and, and, you know, he's the one that uh, figured it out and then, like, you know, told Yoda and, and Yoda passed it on to Obi-Wan. So, like, you know, it, it, it's a part of a series of, of things. In episode two, when Yoda's kind of getting the uh, the the uh, disturbance in the Force, where Anakin. yeah, you hear Qui Gon yell Anakin's name, the Nether Realm, trying to stop him from slaughtering all the uh, the, uh, the 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 Sand People. So you'll, I'm pretty sure he's aware of what's going on. You know, watching Anakin and then watching his kid. You know, how many times do you think Liam? Liam Neeson, uh, uh, Qui-Gon and, and Obi-Wan chatted on Tatooine trying to learn how to do the, 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 the force ghost thing. Like, I'm sure. sure, I'm sure that conversation had to come up like prior to, you know, the fight on the Death Star. Yeah. Um, Bob, how about you? What do you think? Um, as far as people, we're going to like new, new, well, old characters coming back. Um, I don't really think there's going to be a ton. I mean, we, we're definitely obviously going to get the ones we know about, but I don't think there's going to be many others. I mean, I, just just my opinion, you know. No, go ahead, Rep. Well, I just I think there's going to be a lot of like cameo Easter eggs. Like, yeah, I agree it, with I agree with that. Yeah, there'll be probably a lot of cameos in this film. Like, yeah. they, like there's there's the slightest hint that Ahsoka will finally be seen in a movie. That's what and, I've heard. And that, I'm like, I've heard that too. She's not getting the speaking of, like, she's gonna be in the background. Like, it's gonna be a slightest thing. She's gonna be anciently old or a force ghost. Like, I mean, but. I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of this movie they did all of a sudden show that a bunch of Jedi that were in hiding that nobody knew were still alive that survived Order sixty six come come out of hiding that were, you know. Laying dormant, come and, and help, but I don't know. I mean, like Mace Windu. 
Yeah. Hey, no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. If Darth Maul can survive being bisected and falling down a fucking elevator shaft, Mace Windu can survive getting chucked out a window. Hold on, let me let me let me interject. So Mace, so Darth Maul can get cut in half, bisected, have robot legs, but friggin' Qui Gon gets just stabbed in the stomach and he can't recover from that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially well, where his wound got cauterized. Although yeah. I would imagine that Qui- that he got stabbed right in the liver, and Qui Gon probably boozes it up quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh my so, God. Um, you know, a little bit more because I mean we've we've covered quite a bit. Um, you know, uh, we've covered pretty much everything that I have. Uh, I want to throw one more thing out there, and then. Rev, do you have anything you want, you know, that we haven't covered that you want to talk about? Uh, no, I, I is really Palpatine's return is is literally what I'm going in for the movie. Like that is, I want to know why. I want to, I want to. I, that's that's my part. So. Okay, so I have one. Talk about space horses. <laughs> <laughs> space horse. I want a space horse. Will we see more casino action? Ugh. Oh man! <laughs> I just want to—I want to throw something out there because, again, you know, I, I like the science and the math, and people are like, oh, just come on, you know, it's a movie, suspension of disbelief, blah blah blah. All right. So, in the uh, in the in the Last Jedi, and they're they're flying back in the still, you know, it's Finn and it's uh, uh, Rose, and they're flying back in their stolen ship with Benicio del Toro. He's like, oh, we just got, you know. We just got four parsecs to go. Like, oh, this ship really cooks. Now, and it's okay if you don't, but do any of you guys know exactly how far a parsec is? No, but it's, it's a distance. It's not a time. It so is, I'm glad that they at least did that correctly. It is 19.2 trillion miles. <laughs> so four parsecs is 79.2. I'm sorry, uh, 79 point, yeah, 79.2 trillion miles. So if you are... So close. Yeah, so if you are um, you are traveling at the speed of light, 186,000 miles per second, it will take you just about 13 and a half years to go four parsecs. Is that or without, like, hyperspace. That if you go 10 times the speed of light, it's taking you over it's taking you a year point 35. Like you're not getting there in 6 hours. If you go 100 times faster, 1000 times faster, you're yeah. still not making it in the time limit that they had set up. I'm so just a movie you're going to have to just relax. No, I I I know. I know. But I'm just saying like they finally like, oh, it's a distance. Oh, we got the distance. Yeah, you didn't oh, get yeah. the fight. like no. So, so my suggestion for everyone that goes into Rise of Skywalker, they give them a conversion chart for, Yes. for parsecs and you know everything. This is important oh, oh. to learn. So so we can go, hey, this is not accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I will be sitting there. I will have a notepad, and I'll be like, "Nope, nope." Luke's eyebrow was too high in this scene. <laughs> I'm not that nitpicky, but I do. I do want to. I kind of want to wrap it up before we, uh, you know, kind of like send you guys off because, like I said, this isn't going to be a four-hour show. 
what is going to be like the final uh, obstacle that they'll need to overcome? Because I'm going to take a a wild guess, and I'm going to say there's no giant space station. I know there's a fleet of star destroyers, but will we see something like? Um, because they've already reintroduced this character, and it's my probably my favorite non-canon stuff. Uh, the Thrawn trilogy. If you haven't read it, it's by Timothy Zahn. It's fucking amazing. It deals I with everything we've talked about: cloning, Mara Jade, uh, how Luke gets his lightsaber back, all of that I, shit. I ignore anything non-canon. So, however. Uh, just and I haven't watched all of Rebels yet, but they have reintroduced Thrawn to Rebels. And I've got I've got the two Thrawn I've got two of the three Thrawn books. I just haven't read them yet. Oh, they are fucking amazing. They are so good. Thrawn is like one of the greatest characters. Uh, he's. Now, oh. I, I agree with you. There's there's rumors of if they make a Thrawn can like cameo or reference. That's good enough for them to keep going. Like they could be able to make another. Well, the the fleet, the fleet that they have, like you know, it's like who is who is controlling this huge fleet of star destroyers? If it's fucking Thrawn, that would be amazing, because yeah. then it introduces like they already showed in the last in uh, in Last Jedi, they introduced dreadnoughts, and that's how they defeated Thrawn's army. They had this, you know, these these dreadnoughts that were like hidden somewhere. But it involved Luke and Han, and, like, they did some really cool stuff. Like, you know, Luke got uh, trapped in, like, this weird storage container, and he, like, kind of dissected his robot hand and used it to short out the controls and, like, escaped. Uh, the robot hand trick. Yeah, you know, <laughs> oldest trick in the book. Um, but what do you guys think is going to be, like, because, like I said, I'm guessing there's no giant space station. I'm guessing it's just going to be this all-out... You know, take the opening of episode three and crank it up to eleven. Uh, that's my opinion. I think there's going to just be this massive fucking space battle. Um, but what do you guys think, uh, Anthony? I'll start with you because that's uh, we'll go alphabetical order. Yeah, there'll be probably a massive battle. Plus, you'll probably also have a massive battle on the side between Kylo Ren and Rey to finish things out. Mm-hmm. And probably kill off Kylo Ren at the end. Yeah, that seems likely. Uh, especially, I don't know if you if you guys noticed because um, I I I don't notice this as much as like some of these other YouTube folks like we were talking about earlier that break down everything like frame by frame, pixel by pixel. But there's a lot of uh, in that shot in the trailer where you have the the star destroyers on one side and then the falcon and like a shit ton of other ships in there and like oh that's the ship from rebels that's the ship from this that's the ship from um the uh i don't know like whatever the video games are you know yeah so i think that might be something interesting but i don't know the capabilities of all those ships like i'm really only familiar with the falcon so uh yeah bob same question to you what do you think the final big confrontation is going to be well, I mean, we haven't really touched upon the fact that there's this new troopers, Sith troopers. The which, red ones, yes. Uh, and, and I'm wondering if they are going to come in before Palpatine comes back or if he actually has a, another army that's been protecting him this whole time of Sith troopers. But they look very similar to the First Order, so it's kind of 
convenient. So Do you think they're the crews of these uh, Star Destroyers? I, I think they could be, yeah, because I definitely think Palpatine is the one that has these Star Destroyers buried under the, under the looks like, like ice. It looks like ice to me, too, yeah. So it looks like ice that they're, they're like, stored under, and obviously they probably aren't manned by people under the ice, but still, you know, like, there's some way that they're going to come out and I think Palpatine is the one that's been storing them. So, hmm. Like a contingency like, plan. Yeah, exactly. I think you it was know? called Operation Cinder? I don't know. Yeah, that sounds right. But is, that, is that a fact? You yeah, know? aftermath, I believe. Yeah, that was a, um, a specific uh, contingency plan that he had in place. Yeah. If something were to happen to him or the Empire suffered a massive loss... He had, like, all these secret bases and cloning facilities and, like, just shit hit. I mean, when you have hundreds of planets, like, it's kind of easy to hide shit from people. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I, that's that's what I think. I think those they're going to play a key factor in how there's going to be even more of a, of a you know, army to, for, the, for the resistance to overcome, which is why they're going to need all these other people to dip in and help out. And we have we have seen in the trailer we see uh, you know our main main heroes running around on an, what looks like a star destroyer, you know, yep. Yep. shooting at people, getting shot at, all that all that yep. good stuff. So that's that's really good. I you know honestly like we have one of the Sith trooper action figures, and I hadn't even thought about the Sith troopers until you brought it up. Yeah, I mean, and and then the jet troopers, which is they fly now. Yeah. <laughs> They, they, it's like three people to say that. Yeah. I think C-3PO says it, then then uh, then Finn says it. And then Poe says it. Poe's like, they fly now. <laughs> so, but yeah. We haven't even talked about C-3PO's red eyes. Well, yeah. How about, how about the C-3PO? Okay, yeah. Let, let's just real quick touch on that. I mean, I, I've heard rumors that he gets a uh, intelligence from a uh, Imperial droid. And that's how they actually get the information about the emperor or the, the emperor's weapon, and that's why they go. He ends up like getting the red eyes, and he ends up getting like uh, like battle kind of like programming as well. That's why he's got the blaster. So, I mean, what are you guys' thoughts on on those rumors? I've heard. I don't know if you've heard them, but no, that's fine with me. I I I was also along the lines of like when he. They're making it really seem like C-3PO is going to die in this, which is, you know, would be kind of sad. But also it would be like, well, you know, Anakin did make you, so right, right. nice little closure. Uh, I was hoping it would turn C-3PO into triple zero and be pure evil, but yeah. that, that's not going to be accurate. <laughs> now I have... I oh, no, go ahead, Anthony. I wonder if it's part of the whole... Uh, Doc Ray thing as well. Maybe he he's like a not another model and has red eyes. Okay, because we have seen other uh, you know, I don't know what they call, like. I know R two like R two units or BB units. I don't know what C. Protocol. Proto- yeah. Yeah, mech droids, but yeah. Uh, because yeah, we saw that one on uh, Bespin. Yeah. Um. And we've seen a couple, you know, like destroyed in uh, uh, in uh, Jedi. Like there was some, you know, there's been a couple of them. That's an interesting theory. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's kind of like a, a combination of all three. Like they somehow overwrite his programming. Yep. 
and you know because you know they need whatever information there is because if you remember at the end of episode three he got his memory wiped which was kind of convenient which is like Ooh, Darth Vader. Yeah, I know that guy. He fucking built me like way back when. Like I remember. Yeah, yeah. That always irks me is the fact that R two doesn't get his memory wiped, and yet throughout this entire thing, like Obi Wan meets him, and and like R two's like Obi Wan, and Obi Wan's like I don't know who this is. Yeah, but this, I don't recall ever owning about, a droid. Yeah, this fan theory is about that where where he was purposely not saying things that yeah well it's true from a certain point of view right then, <laughs> I, I guess i guess also in the, in the in the newer novelizations of the original trilogy they throw in a couple things where like when han's not paying attention on the uh on the millennium falcon when luke actually has the the uh the, the droid and he's he's doing his training where obi-wan supposedly puts his hand on r2 and, or says something like like oh. Good to see you, old friend, or something like that. You know what I mean? So they do try to throw it into canon with those books. All right, all right. You know, so like I said, this theory is that he was purposely saying things like that, like just to throw Luke off. Because I mean, it does it does work. Like, oh, he says he's your property. Oh, I don't recall ever owning a droid. He didn't say I had never seen this fucking thing before. Because he certainly (laughs) he certainly Fonzies the fucking. hologram out of it he's just like he bangs on it and then it's like oh yeah, we haven't right. been able to get the whole thing he's just like bam hey and not to mention i mean uh, how, how well is it gonna go yeah i know that droid and by the way i killed your dad <laughs> you know, this lightsaber is his i killed him here you go there you go i had the high ground and he was a punk bitch yeah it was the clone wars it was a different time <laughs> he was a talented many years ago the talented pilot, good friend, very flammable. flammable. <laughs> I could have roasted s'mores over him. Oh my God. Um, I've always maintained that, you know, as much as people want to call it the Skywalker saga, it's really the story of R2 and C-3PO. Well, yeah, oh, yeah but there's the, the consistency. They're, I mean, they're, they're always there. They're 3PO there. is the only one who has a spoken line of dialogue in every single film. That's because Anthony Daniels is is legit, like trying to kiss someone's ass every time. I mean, some of his lines suck. Like the the lines from the the battle scene on Geonosis, where you know he's, you know, R two pulls his head off the droid, the uh, battle droid, oh, and he's like, "Oh, what a drag!" And then he drags him over to his body. He's like, "Oh, I'm quite beside myself." I'm like, "Oh my fucking god!" And I'm pretty sure the C stands for cock block. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what he does. It's like, you know, oh, Han and Leia are seeing each other for the first time in five years. Oh, hello, sir. You might not recognize me with my red arm. <laughs> or they're like, they have that first moment where they're, where they're kissing and he's like, I fixed the hyperdrive. It's like, great. <laughs> oh, so. Um, the, the other thing I, I wanted to touch upon, though, um, is. Yeah, in the trailer, the scene where uh, Ray and Kylo are breaking something with their fight, a lot of people are thinking that might be Vader's helmet. It is. And it looks something, it. It looks like it could be. But I just noticed it today, and I just saw it in the, in a video I watched. It looks like Chewbacca's sash, his um, whatever that is, bandolier. Is on, the bandolier is on the shelf in the background of that shot. And if you see later in the in the trailer, he's not wearing it, which 
makes it wonder, like, did Kylo get Chewbacca somehow? Or was, like, was he a prisoner and they had to, like, save him? That, that thing that, that you see them shatter, it's like a, a pedestal with yeah, yeah. a big helmet on top of it. So, Well, and the, the, the thing's in the back. It's, it's behind. It's, it's, like, just happens to be in the same room. But. And did you notice that Ray, uh, in some of these shots, is holding a dagger? Yeah. It's a it's an odd mm. lightsaber. It's not like usual. It like looks. <laughs> I I'm hoping we see like the dark saber or you know something like that in. Oh in this. my god! I would go absolutely ballistic if that all of a sudden appeared after eighty years of it missing or whoever had it last. I've been waiting for it to show up in the Mandalorian. I haven't seen it yet, but like I would love that to happen. Like yeah. my. My favorite thing would be like you know at the very end, like right you know right before the credits roll in the last episode, fucking Boba Fett shows up with the with the dark saber. He's like, here you go. I heard you think you're pretty tough. If there was one Mandalorian, he's not even entirely a Mandalorian. He's, he's a not. But he not deserve the dark saber. Like anyway, no. I, don't even get me started. Yeah. He's not worthy of the title. <laughs> so I think that was a uh, pretty good discussion. Do you guys have anything else you want to touch on? Or I think we uh, pretty much exhausted all these different talking points without going for three more hours. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I want to touch on is uh, anybody that's listening, don't be a douche and uh, stop shitting on Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I, I had this conversation last week with someone. Like, if you are going to say, I didn't like this, you know, if it's because, like, well, I thought the story should have done this, and, you know, it was dumb that they did It's like, okay, fine. So if you didn't like it, you didn't like it. But if someone else did, like, if, you know, there were parts of every single one of these. Like, every one of these movies can be shredded and ripped apart. Every single one, if you want to, like, go into it. But... Enjoy them for what they are. Yeah, there might be certain things that you didn't like. You know, I wasn't a huge fan of Solo, but there were parts of Solo that I really, really liked. I wasn't a huge fan of Episode Eight, but there were still some things that I can take away that's like, you know what? This was really fucking cool. You know, I got to see some new things. I got to, you know, th- that scene where where Holdo turns the ship around and fires it at fucking light speed. Like, that shit was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean... My thing is, like, I get it. People aren't going to like every movie as much as the other ones. Like, for instance, my, my, my personal opinion, I'm not a huge fan of Rogue One. I think there was some really cool parts of it, but it, I think it was mostly fan service, the whole the whole thing. And, and I think the character development sucked ass in that movie. I didn't care about a single character. Well, so, I liked it. It was just that, for fan service. What's that? <laughs> People liked it because it was just fan service. That's at why them. they liked it. I don't. I, I mean, whatever. I fucking love Donnie Yen. I'm sorry. What? Oh, I love the fact that it provides the greatest Dark Vader scene in the history of Star Wars. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, that. Yeah. That scene is incredible, but if you take that scene and then connect it to the beginning of a new uh, a new hope, it don't make any flipping sense. Because here he is standing as the freaking Tantor Five takes off on the freaking docking bay, like in the freaking with space there, and then technically the next scene is him blowing the freaking door 
and going in there, and she's like, oh, we're on a diplomatic mission. No, motherfucker, I just cut down half your crew. <laughs> well, you do you do see them, like, grabbing the grabbing them in the tractor being, like, that's the next scene is them chasing them down. Like, that's how it starts. So it's, it's like, okay. So, like, how can you suspend disbelief and be like, yep, no, we didn't just hack down half your crew. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're not stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get you. Lots of Tarkin. That was my my one. one. I was like, hey, they brought back dead people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should have used Marvel's de aging technology because that looks way better. Although it's well, easier if. Well, I was gonna say yeah. it's easier when you have the actual actor there that can perform. And then de-age them as opposed to having someone who kind of looks like them and then de-aging somebody else's face. They could have still got Peter Cushing and just had the core. <laughs> Look at they own Industrial Lights and Magic. I'm sure they could have gone down to the Henson Creature Shop, thrown some googly eyes on him, having him hop down like a marionette. There you go. Have Frank Oz do the voice. So yeah, back, back to that. I mean, I just think people just need to relax and just enjoy the movies for what they are. Yeah. I mean, have fun with it. It's a friggin' sci-fi movie. It's I, I think I've been having this discussion with people of the fact that it, if you don't like something, like, there's no reason to trash it. It is what it is. It's art. It got made. Right. You hate it. It's not going to cause it not to be made. And it's more of like... Let people enjoy it if they're going to enjoy it. If you don't like it, then don't don't trash it for others. Right. No. You don't have to. You don't have to like everything. There's nothing. I've I've said this for years. There is nothing that has universal uh, acceptance or popularity. There's always someone who hates something or doesn't like something. You know, like like they said in Wayne's World, the Beatles didn't make songs that everybody's like that, that everybody likes. They left that to the Bee Gees. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think we're going to go ahead and, and, and wrap this up. This is a really good discussion. Uh, I want to thank you guys for joining me. Like, you guys definitely brought up some stuff. Like, I had a few notes, but you guys definitely each brought up something that, like, I hadn't even thought of yet. And uh, hopefully you folks listening at home didn't get a chance to uh, to think about. And hopefully we uh, maybe enlightened you or made you, if you were on the fence about seeing this, because I've, I've seen a lot of people posting that. You know, some people are like, well, after what happened in episode eight, I don't know if I want to see this one. And I really, really, I have I have seen a few people saying that, like, I won't go see this after what happened in episode nine. It's like, yeah, OK, I've seen eight of these fucking movies. I don't want to know how it ends. You know, good riddance. Yeah. And they'll read about it. Oh, Rosebud was his sled. What the fuck? Uh, But uh We'll go around the room real quick, and uh, we'll start with you, Anthony. Anthony, where can uh, folks find you on social media, and where can they find your work? You can find uh, my podcast, Anthony T's Horror Show, on Facebook, Instagram, and the Slasher app, at Anthony T's Horror Show, on Twitter, at Anthony T's Horror. You can find me on Facebook, at Anthony TFA. Is that it? That's it. All right. Uh, Bob, how about you? Uh, where do you like folks to follow the band? Uh, you can follow the band on Facebook. Just look up On Your Deathbed. Um, you can find us on Instagram, at On Your Deathbed. Um, Twitter, uh, I believe it's also at On Your Deathbed. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, xbob13x. 
and uh, on Facebook, just look me up, Bob Mendel. Um, the movie The Box, you can pick up uh, very shortly on the It Came From The 508 website that will be, uh, it's launched, but it's not completely operational right now, but it's uh, It Came From The 508productions.com, I believe, or just go to the Facebook page, you'll get a link from there. And yeah, definitely check that film out. It's a very good short film. Uh, thank you. I'm glad you guys liked it, and I hope other people like it. It's, it was fun to make, and... Uh, you know, we're going to be working on uh, the third installment pretty soon, and hopefully I'm cool enough to be in it again, so we'll see, you know. Um, if James is listening to this, this is my little plug to try to, you know, sell myself, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> well, before I before I started the Star Wars thing, the last episode I did was with James, so. Yeah. Well, that was I actually listened to that episode, and it was a very good episode. Thank you. Yeah, it was a very good episode. Thank you. So yeah, so that's pretty much it, and uh, thank you, and may the force be with you, Rev. <laughs> Rev, where do you like folks to uh, follow you and your 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 work? Uh, you can always find me on on Facebook. Uh, the Evil Streaks are on Facebook. The Negans are on Facebook. Uh, Bandcamp has got all of our songs. You can buy the entire discography of both bands. Uh, Negans have a new album coming out in 2020. Keep an eye out for that. Um, and uh, yeah, we're on Twitter, Instagram, all the usual social medias, and they're usually all quasi run by me. So feel free to harass me at any of them. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I I I love the fact that I was able to get some vinyls of the Evil Streaks, which is just the fucking best. I love it. Um, and I've got a couple of you guys CDs. So feel free to order online. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So, yeah, I want to thank you guys for joining me. Thank you very much. It was uh, awesome having you guys on. I'm glad we've been able to get so many different Star Wars fans over the past few weeks. Uh, I, I haven't had a repeat guest yet, which is awesome. Wow. Every different every week it's three different people, so I'm really glad that uh, we're able to share our love of Star Wars in all these different capacities. Uh, so thank you guys very much for joining me. I'm going to take a quick break, and uh, I'll be right back. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. We all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold. Robust. Delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating, it brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. And I am back. Thank you for joining me yet again for another Star Wars episode. I really hope you enjoyed that one. And if you have any uh, different thoughts or prognostications, predictions, uh, premonitions, anything else that portends the future of Star Wars, please let me know. Uh, you know, however you want, you can do it on uh, the Shark Bites podcast uh, Facebook page. You can do it on 
the Shark Bites email, which is sharkbitespod at gmail.com. Do it on Twitter at shark underscore pod. Uh, yeah, let me know what you think. If you uh, enjoyed this episode, if you didn't enjoy it, if you uh, have a thought or suggestion suggestion that you would like to uh, see me cover on this show after the Star Wars shows are over, uh, please do let me know. So uh, definitely check out uh, Bob and Rev and Anthony's uh, work that they do. They work really hard and they put a lot of uh, time and effort and love and blood and sweat and tears into their into their work. So please do check them out uh, as with pretty much any of the creators that we have on the show. Everybody works really hard to create their final product. So uh, this is no different from any other show. We're going to close off with a fun shark fact. But before we do that, next week... On episode 12 of the Shark Bites podcast, we are going to be discussing the film, what we thought of Rise of Skywalker, and we're going to have Ashes on, finally, because uh, she's been super, super busy, and she hasn't had a chance to join us for any of these episodes, so we're finally going to have her on, and she's going to give us her thoughts and uh, opinions on what's going on with the with the uh, Rise of Skywalker uh, we're also going to be joined by Bob from Cretans Guild, our good buddy, um, Michael from uh, uh, Dark Discussions, as I mentioned earlier today, and uh, our good friend uh, Steve Van Sampson, uh, also known as Parasite Steve of the Retro Redoctopus uh, podcast. So we're excited to have those three folks on t- with us. And uh, hopefully we enjoyed the uh, the movie. We'll be reviewing everything from what we thought of the film to the uh, very special uh, cocktails that the uh, AMC always has. So we're excited for that as well. And uh, this week's fun shark fact is I didn't know this until uh, while I was waiting for this episode to kind of upload and, and save that there is a shark, uh, an anthropomorphic shark race in the Star Wars canon, they're called Carcharodons. And uh, Carcharodons are uh, exactly as you think that they would be. They're large, uh, you know, think King Shark, if you're familiar, King Shark from um, from uh, the DC comics, where it's basically a, a, a shark that is anthropomorphized, you know, street sharks, something like that. You know, that's kind of what these folks are. They're warriors. They're uh, they're pretty awesome. They come from the planet Carcharis. Um, you know, they speak basic galactic basic, which is the language essentially English for uh, for those who are are not familiar. That's you know, just what they what they call it in Star Wars is galactic basic. You know, it's kind of like the universal. I mean, you really only see people speak that. You know, the different droid languages and uh, Huttese which is obviously the language of the huts, but we do see humans speaking the same language if, uh, if you watch The Mandalorian. So, yeah, that's my fun shark fact. There are uh, anthropomorphic shark people in uh, in Star Wars. I think it's pretty awesome. I, I like that. And I'm going to learn more about them because I uh, I love sharks, as you know. So I think that's about it for this week. Um, I'm very much looking forward to seeing... Rise of Skywalker, as you can probably tell. Not to mention that uh, tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, the day that this airs, so today, I guess, um, I say tomorrow because I'm recording it on Monday, but tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, the uh, Cretans Guild Christmas special 
will will drop. Uh, it's going to be uh, a Christmas Carol. That's what we're doing this year. And I have a couple of roles in there. Ash has some roles, and our good friends over at uh, all the Somebody's Network. You know, we got Goobs in there as the ghost of Jacob Marley, which is just absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of people. I don't know everyone, but it's a really good time, and it's absolutely amazing. Uh, Bob put it all together, edited it for us, and um, it drops tomorrow. I can't wait to hear the whole thing because we just had an absolute blast uh, listening, uh, just reading this script and kind of ad-libbing and making it our own. It gets a little blue, so make sure uh, you're either watching, you know, listening to it late or uh, definitely not at work. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend blasting it through your speakers unless you're trying to find a new job right before the holidays. Um, what else have we got going on? Uh, we'll be joining tomorrow night, again, if, this, if you're listening to this on Tuesday when it drops. Uh, so Wednesday, the uh, 18th, we are going to be on with The Dorkening. We're going to be discussing um, episodes 7 and 8. Ashes and I both will be on that show. So we're excited for that. And again, it's going to lead right into episode 9, which we will go see Thursday evening. Uh, I'm going to have a, uh, a little group that I put together like I did for the last couple of movies. Folks who want to talk about this this film but don't want to spoil it for other people, uh, feel free to uh, join that out. That's going to be called People Who Want to Talk About Episode 9 Without Ruining It for Other People. That's literally what it's going to be called. So uh, just search that out. And uh, I think that'll be about it. I'd like to leave you with a very classic Star Wars song. And uh, just remember... Uh, I am the podcaster, but as the listener, you are my chum. Have a great week, folks. This is the Nick Winter Show, and I do the entertaining. Thank you. Let's go out with something really hot for these folks. A big hit out of 77. Ah, Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them in. That nutty Star Wars bar Can you forget all the creatures in there? And hey, Darth Vader in that black and evil mask Did he scare you as much as he scared me? Star Wars Go near it, Star Wars My seventh winner up here Star